This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis coming to you once again with the old Trailblazer broadcast. I want to give you our mailing address. If you uh, care to write us, let us know if you're listening. It's Radio Missions Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. We want to continue our study in 1 Peter. We are moving on now into chapter 3, and our time gets by so fast, doesn't it? We come now to verse uh, 12 of chapter 3. Let's read that uh, portion of that verse. For the eyes of the Lord are upon, are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. I believe that we could stop here this morning at this time and just spend time rejoicing in our Lord. My friend, do you rejoice in the Lord? Do you enjoy rejoicing in the Lord? Believer, do you ever stop and take time to just enjoy the Lord? Maybe that's a strange statement to you, <coughs> to enjoy the Lord. But is your salvation, or as your, is your religion as you call it, just some cold, hard set of rules and set of doctrines to do this and uh, do that, attend this function or to that meeting or somewhere to go every night and no time to, to read and study and to meditate and just to enjoy the Lord? No, is that all there is to your religion, my friend? Listen, God's child knows the Lord. He knows Christ as his Lord and as his Savior. He became his Lord there under Holy Spirit conviction. He crowned Christ Lord there under Holy Spirit conviction, my friend, after having been awakened to his lost condition. Folks must be awakened, my friend. We're going to get to that. Uh, the sinner sees himself as a rebel. All along he had done as he pleased. God or anything godly didn't attract his attention. Sin in all of its uh, very worst never bothered him. He, he saw no harm in sin, or neither did he see the finality of sin, or how that God hated sin, and that he would have to give an account for his sin. He never saw those things. It never crossed his mind. But in mercy to his soul, the Holy Spirit comes to the sinner, awakens him. There's that word, awaken. That's what we preach in awakening ministry here, uh, that the Lord would make you aware that you are not saved, my friend, to make you aware of your sin, make you aware of the fact that you have sinned uh, against God and continue to sin against the holy and righteous God. Now, you may take issue with that and say, well, don't call me a sinner. No, I'm not. No, the Bible says, the soul that sinneth it shall die. And it also says, there is none righteous, no, not one. So you take that up with the Lord, my friends, as to whether you are a sinner or no. This was the beginning there in, in the salvation of a man, uh, that awakening. Until then, he was blinded by Satan, asleep in his lap, didn't want to be wakened up, woke up. But when the Spirit began to show him his heart, or, my friend, begin to show you your heart. If I'm speaking to you this morning, you saw for the first time your guilty distance from a holy God. Oh, there was a terror came over your heart. Uh, for now, you saw yourself a sinner. My friend, one thing that happens in salvation is that man or woman, boy or girl, who gets to the Lord, who comes to know the Lord, they, they see themselves... You see yourself as a sinner. Yes. Then you begin to read and study God's Word. 
it confirms what the Holy Spirit has already shown you. And then there becomes there comes that cry unto, into your, uh, in your heart unto the Lord for mercy. One thing that you don't ever have to do is tell an awakened sinner to cry for mercy. One thing I'll say here, my friend, is that the Bible is the Word of God. It doesn't lie. It doesn't change. It's never changed. You can hear all these high-rolling preachers who come as wolves in sheep's clothing with all this easy-believing-ism or whatever they call it, making salvation to be something that the sinner can do. You take the first step and God will take the next step. All all of that, my friend, all of that's just Tommy Rot. Listen, the old trailblazer sometimes has to just stand up on his hind feet, take a stand, and that's what I do here this morning. Let me tell you this. One, no sinner ever gets saved until and unless our Lord begins that work in his heart. Now, you can take issue with that, but that's the truth. I'll stake my destiny upon it, my eternal destiny upon it. Man, in his depraved condition, never will turn to the Lord. No, no, my friend. The Lord has to do that calling. The sinner, or else he'll never be saved. The Lord has to call you. Now, I know that folks won't have that this message many times, but it's true. A preacher, an evangelist can persuade you to make a mental decision. Some of the folks there sit and watch a televangelist, and they tell you to put your hand on the Bible now and repeat after me and all of that stuff. But listen, my friend, listen. Listen, when they do that, what do they do next? They say, write me. Write me, and we'll send you some uh, literature. And, and what they do, they get your name on a mailing list, and then they begin to bombard you for money, my friend. I know. I know those things. They can get you to join some church, but that's not salvation. No, that's Satan's imitation ministry. Did you know that Satan has his preachers? Yes, sir. We're not talking about some cult out there in the woods where they kill an animal and shed its blood and, and do those things. They call them cults. No, that's not what we're talking about. That may be of Satan. I don't really know. But Satan has his own preachers. They do his bidding. And you know what, he, what his ministry consists of? It's an imitation ministry. Yes, Satan uh, can imitate uh, anything uh, in, the, in the ministry, in, the, in God's uh, economy, except he cannot grant life. No, my friend, he can grant you a feeling. No, no, he's the prince in the power of this world. He controls this world as a whole, except for one here and one there, whom the Lord has called out of his clutches. And uh, Yeah, he knows how to imitate the gospel, but that's all he can do. Uh, he can give you a religious feeling. Uh, folks rely on those things today as never before. He can give you a light in the corner of your bedroom there in the night, wake you up, uh, and he make you feel like you floating over the bed, and you can uh, see Jesus in a broken window pane somewhere when the sun's shining in a in a peculiar way. And my friend, no, or some waterfall, and then uh, yeah, you put your hope in those things. I saw Jesus. Millions of folks do. Uh, they I, I hear folks talk about those things. We see so much about. Lately, of those so-called uh, folks who uh, have found the so-called shroud of the Lord, the burial shroud of our Lord, and uh, they put much emphasis on that. Do you see that, my friend? How folks are putting emphasis on those things? People uh, are flying all over the world to see those things. Let me ask you seriously this morning. Would you just stop with me a minute and let me ask you something? Many of you know your Bibles. You know God's Word. Do you know of any place? In God's Word that tells you of any importance of the shroud or the robe of our Lord? Have you ever seen one word? 
where it would have any effect on your salvation? How foolish, my friend, to argue and brag over someone who, is, who says he's found such and such artifacts, false artifacts, putting value upon uh, one of the nails that fell out of the cross of Christ. All of that, that's just foolish. I'm being sarcastic, my friend. Yes, but all that goes along with the traditions of the Rome of Church of Rome, my friend, based on tradition. But people are just duped into believing that everything that has a religious nature is of the Lord, and that's so false. But let's look again there at our verse. Let's get back to our study. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and we are ever in His sight. We are ever under his care, uh, the care of our Lord. We're not saved and then left in the darkness, my friend, to wander around. No, he guides us with his eyes. He sees for us. He knows the pitfalls that stand in our pathway, and he leads us. One verse that has always blessed my heart is that he will lead the blind by a way that they know not. You and I don't know the way, my friend. We don't know the way. Do you know the way this morning except by the grace of God? I don't. I have to depend solely and completely upon the Lord to lead and guide me step by step. You and I, if you're saved, we're like a bunch of sheep. Sheep don't have any sense. They get into all kinds of trouble. They wander off away uh, from the flock. That's why they must have a shepherd. And we are just like sheep. So our Lord sends his under-shepherd to watch the sheep of his flock. It's my business here at Radio Mission, here at First Church of Algiers, and all its missions. The Lord has placed me here as the under-shepherd, and it's my responsibility to guard the sheep of his pasture, and I make it my business to watch over them. I see Satan in his sheep's clothing attempting to ease into uh, into this work and to control or to catch one of our folks in his snare. I warn my people of that danger. I will not hesitate to call their name, to warn them of the trap that Satan is laying for them. That's my business as God's ambassador. Yes, his eyes are ever upon his children. Just as an old hen there in the barnyard has her eye out for the old hawk, old chicken hawk, sitting up in the top of a tree somewhere up there, just uh, like you wouldn't know he was there. And uh, one of those little bitties gets kind of strayed off away from the mother hen, and swoop, he's he's down up on her and took her, took that bitty. Oh no! But that old hen watches out for him, for her, my friend, and she warns those chicks to be uh, careful. But listen, uh, listen, my friend, that's what God's messenger has to do. Listen to the remainder of that verse. And his ears are open unto their prayers. What a blessing, my friend. What a blessing to know that our Lord hears our prayers. Often I read of the idols set up by the wicked men. Often they put their trust in those things. We see that on every hand today, don't we? They don't realize that idols have no eyes to see, no ears to hear, but still men and women bow down to them. Let me ask you this morning, what are you bowing down to this morning and worshiping? Are you like those who Paul spoke of there and said, I see your idol to an unknown God? They knew not what they worshiped, but they had to have something. I'm afraid that many in our day are in this condition. Let me just say again, our Lord's eyes are over us. Then this morning, he knows where you are, those there in your sick bed. My dear woman, this morning, you may be all discouraged, racked with pain, suffering all night, not having slept, but our Lord sees you. He says his word, uh, 
Yes, he says in his word, I'll not put more on you than you can bear. My grace is sufficient for you. His ears are open to hear your cry. Uh, No, he's not gone off and left you. No, no, my friend, no matter how dark the hour seems, uh, our Lord is always uh, near. It's always darkest just before the dawn. Could I just encourage you this morning, awakened sinner, you who have struggled uh, a long time, you have done this and done that, nothing seems to bring you closer to the Lord. Would you just stop this morning? Stop struggling. Stop surging and rest there at the feet of Christ. Have you ever read your Bible where those who sought the Lord came to the Lord seeking uh, salvation, seeking healing, seeking a blessing? You know what they did? They fell at his feet. Oh, that's the place of repentance, my friend. That's the place of forgiveness. Oh, not some rushing in where angels fear to dread. No, no, our Lord is sovereign. He saves whom he will. But we must come uh, in total surrender, broken at his feet, my friend. Yes, that old will has to be broken. Sinner, would you come come to him this morning like that? Oh, he's calling this morning, calling sinners, come home. Oh, I wish we could sing. I wish we had that old song, come home, come home. Oh, my wondering child, come home. Oh, my friend, won't you just turn to the Lord this morning? I'm pleading for you, but won't you come pleading the blood? You can pray this prayer, Lord. I know that I'm a sinner, and uh, but you died for sinners. Oh, my friend, that's, that's, that's the place of repentance. I give up all my idols and claim only, cling only to thee, Lord. Sinner, plead the blood. I'm pleading the blood for you. The Lord has put many of you on my heart, and I wake up during the night. I see your faces, and I, I, pre- I plead the blood for you. Oh, that's our only plea, is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's our salvation, the blood. By no other means has a sinner ever been brought to the Lord. Remember the old Trailblazer's address? The old Trailblazer, Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye, and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to attend Fellowship Weekend, October 27th through 29th at the First Baptist Church of Algiers. Join listeners from near and far for this time of old-time preaching, dinner and lunch on the grounds, and fellowship. For information and local lodging options, call the church office at 225-664-8658. That's 225-664-8658. We look forward to seeing you soon. 